0: The old adage is that speed kills and BYU football appears to have plenty of that incoming to their football program. That's a good thing if you're Kalani Sitake and the BYU Cougars getting ready for Big 12 play. We'll also talk about the football program being a double-digit favorite in their season opener just in over three months away at USF. All that and everything else from the weekend that was in BYU sports on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Once again, you are locked on Cougars. Welcome into your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. My name is Jay Hatch. I'm your host here, talking all things Cougars with you guys every single day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. By way of background, if you're just checking us out for the first time, I am the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning in Salt Lake City, Utah, for the Zone Sports Network. But more importantly, I'm here every day talking all things BYU. So thank you for making some time for us on this Monday. And I hope you guys are off to a Great start with your guys' week, whatever it might be out there in Cougar Nation. A quick reminder for you guys, uh, down here if you're watching this on YouTube for the first time, there's a button It says click for more pods. Hit that subscribe button, like this show, comment, leave a comment in the comments section. Uh, If you're listening to this in the regular podcast version, whether it's on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, what I should say, Stitcher, Spotify, you guys know the deal. Make sure to hit that uh, subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening in from. Leave us a comment. Also, please rate and review the show as well. Thank you for all of your support. It's much appreciated and got some good news for you guys. We'll get to here in just a little bit. All right, first things first though, let's talk BYU football. Our good friends over at Bet online they're a proud sponsor with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network, have revealed the week one lines and they also included week zero, but BYU's playing in week one, September 3rd. Uh, against USF, and BYU opened as a 12 and a half point favorite in Tampa against the Bulls, and I'm not all that surprised by this, because USF is coming off another rough year. Jeff Scott, their new head coach, is still trying to get that program really on track. Uh, they have some good pieces, and any of you who watched our episode that we did, this is going back almost two weeks ago now, with Will Turner from Bulls 24-7, who covers USF on a day-in and day-out basis, he said that USF is on an upward trajectory, but maybe not quite. Okay, not quite. They're not where they want to be. That's very evident, but this is a team last year, if you recall, gave BYU fits. Timmy McClain, their quarterback was slippery in that pocket, and BYU just could not corral USF. They ended up getting the win, obviously. They're in Provo, but BYU opens up as a 12.5 point favorite, and if you're really doing your homework with regards to odds and you pay attention to that sort of stuff, it really is actually a two-touchdown favorite, and what I mean by that is when you are playing in Betting parlance with regards to these football games, the home team traditionally is always given three points. If it's a pick 'em, most of the time, uh, teams that are at home will get three points. So if you add the three point bump that USF gets as part of this, in theory, BYU is actually a 15 and a half point favorite, two touchdowns plus over USF. And I'm not all that surprised by that number because BYU is coming off a 10 win season. They're expected to go to Tampa, roll to a relatively easy victory, and then come back home and get ready for their home date against Baylor the following week. The only concern I have for this game just over three months from now is. Looking at the weather situation, if it's absolutely blazing with 100% humidity out there in Tampa, that could cause BYU some problems because, let's be frank, we have the advantage speaking of BYU when they when teams come to elevation, when they're playing almost a mile up in the, this thin air up here in Provo, Utah, but when BYU conversely goes to sea level and goes to places like Florida, That humidity, it's no joke. Any of you who have played sports in Utah versus playing sports where it's humid, you can speak to this. It's absolutely crazy how much it taxes your body depending on where you come from your background what there's so many different factors in it but that's the only thing i really think that could slow down BYU in this matchup i think that they should roll to a relatively easy victory now some other sports books out there have some other lines for BYU games out there and um, some of them have laid out they actually have BYU as a slight favorite over Baylor the week following this game against USF one one and a half point favorite and that's not all that surprising. That screams to me it's more of a pick Baylor, we did that interview or that episode, the crossover edition with Locked On Baylor this past Friday with Drake Toll, their host, and he talked about it. They're losing a lot of guys, but the expectation is that Baylor will essentially reload. The nice part is BYU's getting them fairly early on. This is not BYU having them come in October when they've had plenty of seasoning behind them. Blake Shapin still is going to be... Uh, Early on in his career, starter for the Baylor Bears. So, one and a half points for BYU, not all that surprising. The other two games that I saw include BYU being a six and a half point underdog at Oregon. That'll be week three following that home date against Baylor. And then also the big matchup with Notre Dame in Las Vegas down there at Legion Stadium. It's also got BYU as a six and a half point dog there as well. I'm not surprised by both of those lines because BYU, while they're probably going to be a top 25 preseason team, these teams also are top 25 caliber squads Baylor should be preseason top 25 as should Oregon and Notre Dame Baylor I think these odds makers are looking at this they're losing a lot more than team like Oregon and or Notre Dame is even though those teams both lost talented players they didn't lose to the same degree that Baylor did so I'm actually intrigued that BYU is inside of a touchdown with both of those games that means it's a one-score contest and it can go any way really but if you want to look at it from a glass-half-empty standpoint, well, BYU, they just think that we're going to fall apart? Maybe so. But I'd look at it more from the glass-half-full perspective. BYU has proven their ability to be a very good team over the past two years. We all know that. They've won 10-plus games the past two years, and the expectation is this year they'll challenge for that as well. We talked about Bill Connolly's uh, projection last week. He thinks that BYU's defense gets back to what it was in 2020, he thinks this could be a team that could go for 10, 11, maybe even 12 wins This season. I'm hard pressed to believe that I kind of set my odds. I'm setting it right now. I'm saying nine wins. Uh, If I were to be a betting man, if you wanted you to put put money on it, I probably would set it at nine and a half. I make you pick whether it be what you go to 10 wins or drops down to nine or below. That's where I would probably set it. But the nice part is, there's a lot of good things happening for this BYU football squad, and I really like this. This is not out of the realm of possibility that BYU could win any of these four games we've discussed. I think they will absolutely go down to USF, and barring something crazy, I think they should roll in that game. I am actually an, of the opinion they will beat Baylor. My two questions are, though, going to Oregon, two aughts, and we don't know what Dan Lanning's squad's going to look like. He's the new head coach of the Ducks, and we also know that Baylor, or not Baylor, Notre Dame has a new head coach, and Marcus Freeman as well, but by the time BYU sees Notre Dame Marcus Freeman should be pretty well entrenched with what he wants to do with the fight in Irish and that's a very talented squad that BYU is going up against in Notre Dame so I am bullish on BYU. I will reiterate that once again. I've been saying this all year long, essentially since the season ended. I am very bullish on BYU's chances of being a very, very good football team once again this year. I think the ten wins is not out of the realm of possibility. To win thirty plus games in three years heading into Big Twelve play is a very, very good thing. And the nice part is looking at these spreads right now. This these aren't out of the these aren't crazy. This is not a. a odds makers saying BYU is a pushover. They actually think BYU's got some gusto. They think BYU's got something to them, and that's why these odds are sitting a little closer than they are. Obviously, more of these lines are going to come out in coming days and weeks. We'll discuss them a little bit more, but if you guys do have interest in putting quote-unquote Skittles down on this, if you want to put some money on this, have some fun with it that way, go check out our friends at betonline.net. They'd love nothing more than let you guys have some fun along the way uh, rooting for your Cougars. You also can get futures odds on over-under win totals, all that fun stuff. Check it out. It's betonline.net. Uh, and very, very interesting odds all the way around. The good news also, speaking of Big 12 play for BYU, is that the Cougars, they appear to have a lot of speed incoming to the program. We'll talk about that here in just a moment because – Man, if you were watching the state championships in track and field this past weekend, anybody and everybody who was out there seemed to be a guy who had a connection to BYU, who was among on the leaderboard or on the top of the podium. We'll talk about all that here momentarily. First, though, let's get you guys a word on our friends over at Built, Bar, Built Bars. Uh, any of you who love brownies, I would encourage you guys to give their limited-time run of the Brownie Batter Puffs a chance. They are going to be running low on stock. If not already, these are absolutely incredible. I'm a big brownie fan. I have to be in the right mood for it, but these brownie batter puffs, the best part is they taste like a brownie. They're healthy for you as well. There's no longer having to pick whether you want to eat healthy or want to eat something delicious. You can mix the two with our friends at Built Bar. That is what Built is all about. They want to make it easy to eat healthy. These uh, Built Brownie (laughs) puffs, Built Brownie Batter Puff Bars have 140 calories 17 grams of protein and just 7 grams of sugar they're the perfect pick Me up for any time of the day I want you guys to give these a shot the best part is Plenty of other Built Bar flavors are there They have the regular Built Bars which have a myriad of Flavors in their own right but these Built Puffs They're first of a kind collagen infused protein Marshmallow it's absolutely Incredible they're soft they're Airy they're really easy to chew And the best part is you can save some money by Going to Built.com right now while you're there use the promo code built fifteen. That's oh, excuse me, not built fifteen. Locked fifteen. L O C K E D 15 to save fifteen percent on your order. That's promo code locked fifteen. L O C K E D 15 for fifteen percent off your order. Get and join the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen. For your next listen, check out our friends over the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and also what they're calling the take of the day from across the network. They actually pick one person's podcast, a nice take that they had. Uh, at some point, maybe Locked On Cougars will be featured in that, but check it out. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about some speed incoming to the BYU football program program. And I have heard this from many a BYU fan over the years. Well, you look at programs out there like the Big 12. Well, BYU just doesn't have the speed to keep up with these teams. Well, if you look at the recruiting classes incoming for BYU, it appears that the speed is on its way. This past weekend at the state championships in track and field out at the Clarence F. Robinson Track Complex in Provo, BYU had a number of football players near or at the top of the podium when it came to to uh, the 100 meter dash in particular, BYU signee Parker Kingston out of Roy High School. He won the 6A title in the 100 meters. He edged Skyridge's junior Smith Snowden with a 10.533 second 100 meter dash. He edged Snowden by literally 0.002. It was 10.533 to 10.535. The good news is both of these guys, in the case of Kingston, have already signed with BYU. Smith Snowden is the son of former BYU running back Will Snowden, and he very well could pick BYU even. Though he's still got another year of high school, and he's obviously going to be working through his options. Fellow BYU signee Cody Hagen finished third in that race at the 6A ranks with a time of 10.62 seconds. So those are three guys that have got some legit track speed. If you're if you want to talk about guys incoming to the program, the good news is the 4A champ himself, uh, Marcus McKenzie, would have been right in the heat uh, with that race. He finished with a 10.67. His twin brother Dominique, who is a state record holder in the 200 meters, is on his LDS mission right now. He's out in the mission field for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and he probably would have challenged in this race as well. So those are five guys four of whom have either signed or are guys who are incoming to the program in the next year two or three. Obviously it all kind of depends. Dominique McKenzie went on his mission early. He's going to get back a little earlier than his brother Marcus. Marcus is expected to go on a mission this summer at some point. He'll return in time in theory for the 2025 season. But you have got like Parker Kingston coming in from Roy. When I... last Talked to him. He wasn't planning on going a mission. He planning on going on a mission. He is planning to enroll right away and play for BYU. So you have the state sprint champion this year coming to BYU this fall. As I mentioned, Smith Snowden has not declared where he'll be playing his college ball, but the opportunity is there for him should he so choose to come to BYU and add to this legacy of speed. You cannot say that BYU is not focusing on finding more speed as they get ready for Big 12 play, especially when you look at all these guys. I think all of them are going to be guys who have a potential to really impact this program. And the positive news is BYU is going to have the benefit of having these guys in the program kind of stratified throughout it over the next five to seven years. Obviously, not all of them are coming in the same time. As I said, you're going to have Parker Kingston this year. Dominique McKenzie will be coming back somewhere in the 2020. 24 2025 uh, area. Then you also have a guy like Cody Hagan who's going on a mission. He's already got his mission call. He comes back in time for 2025. By the time these guys are back from their missions and up to speed, the good news is BYU will continue to recruit that speed and you hope that just the overall depth and breadth of BYU's overall team speed continues to improve. I can tell you this much. BYU just on my eyeball test, and you can take that for what it's worth, They are a faster squad than I have seen in many, many years right now. The good news is there's a lot more speed incoming, and that should be a positive if you're looking at this and saying, oh, wow, are we really going to be able to compete at the next level when BYU goes into the Big 12? Well, I think this coaching staff realized, yeah, we need an influx. And the good news is there's a bumper crop this year out of Utah. Not every year do you have guys who are running 10, 500 meters or 10 sixes, and you don't get that every single year when it comes to track and field and football in the state of Utah, but this is the state is cranking out more and more football talent and more of it is absolutely legit. This is, these are guys who can play at any level of football. They could go anywhere they wanted. A guy, Cody Hagan could have played anywhere in this country. He picked BYU. So the good news is you have guys coming to this program who want to be here first off. And second, they have got all world speed relative to what they can do on the football field. And I know that track speed versus actually on field speed is two different things. Let's, Let's also acknowledge that fact, but There is a speed element you cannot teach. Guys who can run 10.5 in the 100 meters on the track, okay, they put gear on. Maybe they're running that closer to 11 seconds. That's still plenty fast enough. That is power five level speed, and that's what BYU has been chasing, and they have found it. Now, one other quick note on the football front, something from this past weekend, is congratulations are in order. To Jason Ayu, he has been the recruiting coordinator for BYU for the past was it four years? I think maybe three, but he is transitioning to a new job. He has been hired as an assistant athletic director for football academics. Uh, he will be overseeing all the academics for the football program, and I actually think this is actually a very very savvy move if you're BYU because a guy like Jason Ayu, he actually recently just graduated graduated with his master's degree from BYU. He is a guy who knows every angle of what an student-athlete's life entails. He's been through the recruiting process himself. He went through it with his son, Chaz you? He's had brothers go through this process. He knows what that's like. He knows what it's like to get into school and then start to try and find your way in terms of finding your major and then try and keep your grades up while also balancing all of your responsibilities with playing this sport. Having a person who can oversee all of this for BYU is actually a very, very smart move. And I know it's going to hurt BYU in, in many ways because Jason was an absolutely phenomenal recruiting coordinator. He's done an incredible job. A lot of these guys we were just talking about in terms of the speed in coming to BYU. A lot of them, the initial contact from BYU came by way of Jason. IU So yes, it does hurt to see him moving on to this new opportunity for himself, but you wish him nothing but the best. He's still involved with BYU. He'll still have, probably have his say for whoever uh, takes over as recruiting coordinator for BYU and help them out and get them settled into the job. But the biggest thing is he is going to be able to go Player by player now, sit down and say, okay, what are your interests in school? What do you want to major in? And then they'll look at the different things that they need to do to get these guys and get their degrees done. Many of you probably have heard the term, the APR score, academic progress rating. It comes from the NCAA and if your score dips too low, you actually can be penalized by the NCAA. BYU football has never been penalized by the NCAA for a low APR score, but they have come relatively close to it in some seasons because of guys going on missions, guys not necessarily finishing their degree. in the I think it's a six or a seven-year window that it's ro- kind of a rolling uh, score from the NCAA. Having a guy like Jason Ayu who can narrow in on these guys and say, okay, here is the plan we're going to go through. This is how many classes you need to take. This is when you need to take them and get these guys through and get their degrees, it's actually going to help BYU in that APR score. Like I said, it's never hurt BYU in terms of an actual infraction, but many of us want BYU to be elite in every facet of the of the game. Well, academics is something I think that a guy like Jason Ayu can help with. Now, also, whoever the new recruiting coordinator is, and they've already closed applications for this, so that indicates to me they probably had somebody already in mind with regards to posting that job. It opened up on the 16th, I think it closed on the 20th or something like that. But the good news is, I think they have somebody in mind, and the, I think that whoever comes in will have a very, very nice uh, how, how, how do I say, it? a very nice soft landing coming into this program and getting their opportunity to go show what they can do to this coaching staff. It could be a younger coach who's just trying to break into the football realm and trying to figure out what they want to do. It could be somebody who comes back from another program. I know that there have been some people out there who say they want guys like Jake Longy to come in, a guy who is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who works in recruiting at the University of Texas. But I don't think BYU is going to be paying that much. I know that there's a guy, uh, what's his name, uh, Tonga out at Oklahoma State is a guy I've heard mentioned in the past as well. I don't think BYU's got enough bucks to buy guys like that and bring them back to BYU, but guys like Jason Ayu, Justin Anderson, the new director of player personnel, they will be very, very helpful to whoever gets this job. Like I said, I think they probably have somebody in mind. That's why the posting was open and closed so quickly, but the good news is, I want to congratulate Jason Ayou on getting this new gig. I think he will have a very positive impact on the football program, albeit on the academic side of things now, and this new recruiting coordinator. There's set up to succeed. There's nice momentum going on with BYU right now on the recruiting trail. All they got to do is come in, see what's going on, and really just kind of pick up the baton and keep running with it. That's the positive. That's not a job that you're coming into and saying, okay, i got to completely revamp this. You don't have to reinvent the wheel with this position. There's a lot of good things happening for BYU. Just come in, build on what's already there, and have success along the way. Alright, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show. We've got a bevy of other news to get to, including a former BYU basketball star uh, actually becoming the second player in basketball history to do something. We'll talk about all that here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at Lock—not Locked On, our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode, there you go, of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your chain auto parts store or the dealership you happen to favor to carry all the parts available to you guys. That is where our friends at Rock Auto come into the picture. They want to help you guys save time and money when using their resource. Why would you willingly choose to spend 30 50 a 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. For an example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto, nearly $150 worth of savings, my friends. This is an incredible resource. I have used it myself. It's a family business been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years as well. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. You don't have to have a special code to get the prices. They're all there for you guys and you can see them at any time. They got everything you can need. I, and I mean this in because I've I've bought in a bevy of different parts for my daily driver from Rock Auto. They've got brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even brand new carpet. If you want to put shag carpeting in, I'm guessing Rock Auto can help you do that. So go explore explore their website today and find all the solutions for your auto parts needs. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And a reminder real quick to make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box when you check them out. Give us some credit for checking them out. That's once again our friends at rockauto.com. All right, before we go here on today's show, let's get to our player countdown today. We flip back over to the independent era today, and we're talking about a guy who I really was so hyped for when he came to BYU. And it was obvious that it was going to be a guy that had a lot of talent, but injuries precluded him from really, I think, achieving what he planned on achieving. I think what we all expected him to achieve, and that is Troy Warner, the four star prospect at San Marcos, California, Mission Hills High School. He came to BYU in 2016 as a four star prospect. The younger brother of Fred Warner, as we all know, Fred was a three-star prospect when he came out of Mission Hills High School. But Troy came in, and from the get-go, I was expecting this dude to absolutely ball out, be a lockdown corner for BYU. He kind of shifted between both playing corner and safety during his time as a Cougar. The good news was he always, and I mean always gave his heart and soul to this program, had two season-ending injuries, if I recall, during his time as a Cougar, finished his career with 121 tackles, 74 of those solo, had two and a half tackles for loss, 15 pass breakups in his career, as well as two interceptions. And Troy is still very much chasing the professional dream. Of course, Fred has gone on to become an all-pro at linebacker. Troy has spent time on various practice squads during his early days in the NFL, but a guy like Troy Warner, man, it's one of those things you look at and say, what could have been? He also in his career had a forced fumble, had recovered two fumbles as well. He seemed to do everything and anything when he was out there on the field for BYU. But the, the sad part was he never felt like got that season to remember, if that if that makes sense. But nonetheless, Troy is absolutely one of the guys from the past 10 or so years of independence that I absolutely needed to highlight in today's countdown. And there you go, Troy Warner, yet another player in our independent era. Tomorrow on the show, we'll flip back over to the non-independent era, some of the greats from yesteryear in BYU sports. We'll talk about another one of those next. Uh, let's talk about another former Cougar, though, who is absolutely standing out, albeit on the hard woods. That would be Elijah Bryant, former BYU men's basketball standout. He helped his team, Anadolu Efes, win the Turkish Airlines EuroLeague Championship with a 58-57 to victory over Real Madrid in Belgrade, Serbia, in the EuroLeague Final. Excuse me. He becomes just the second player in basketball history to win an NBA championship championship, and then a EuroLeague championship in back-to-back seasons. He won the Larry O'Brien trophy with the Milwaukee Bucks last year, as many of you will recall, and then goes on to win this, the EuroLeague championship. He's the 11th player in history overall to win both titles, joining the likes of Manu Ginobili as well as, well as Tony Kukoc as well during their career. So, something pretty significant here for Elijah Bryan. This is a guy who I have absolutely enjoyed watching while he was at BYU. Enjoyed watching him for a short run with the Milwaukee Bucks, and now what he's doing with Anadolu Efes. Who knows what's next in his career but the good news is it appears that wherever Elijah Bryant goes winning follows him and that's a that's not a bad legacy to have if you're a basketball player. Other news we need to get to real quick includes BYU baseball. They finished up their regular season 33 and 20, 16 and 11 in conference play. Uh, they lost their senior day matchup to LMU, 17-7. BYU is hoping to go for the sweep there, but the bats came alive for the Lions in that series finale. BYU is now the four seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament this week out there at Banner Island in uh, Stockton, California. They will be facing off against LMU, so a quick turnaround between these two. They'll be facing off on Wednesday. It's a single elimination matchup here in the play-in format. BYU, you beat LMU, you will advance to the double elimination play Play as one of the top four seeds in the rest of the weekend out there in Banner Island. Uh, Number one seed is Gonzaga. Number two, Portland. USD San Diego is number three. BYU number four. LMU number five, and then USF number six. So how it will go? BYU will play at eight o'clock Mountain Time on Wednesday. Should they win, they will go into the matchup most likely as uh, facing Gonzaga. That'll be on at four o'clock on Thursday. So essentially, it's win or go home time for BYU baseball. And if BYU wants to have a chance to punch their tickets to the NCAA regional, they need probably to win this. Frankly, if, if they want to go to the NCAA regionals, you have to win the West coast conference tournament. I know a team like Gonzaga is going to be hard to knock off as the number one seed because they're a nationally ranked and perennial uh, contender. It feels like, but you have the, the, roadmap in front of you if you're BYU right now. Go out there, handle your business, win the games, and punch your ticket. Nothing's out of the realm for BYU right now. Let's be very clear about this. Trent Pratt has done an absolutely incredible job as the interim head coach, taking over midseason for Mike Littlewood. And this team, they've won 9 of of their last 11 games. They've got a ton of momentum going into this tournament. There's no reason to think that they are going to be out of it right uh, uh, Wednesday night playing against LMU. Obviously, it's single elimination. You have to handle that game that's got to be your focus completely is that game and then worry about the rest of it afterwards go out beat LMU and punch your ticket into the will be that would be the semi-final round of the West Coast Conference tournament it is double elimination so after you beat LMU you gotta lose twice to be knocked out so you're gonna be in it for a little bit but the good news is all you gotta focus on right now go out Wednesday night beat LMU and get your chance to go and punch your ticket to the NCAA tournament and it's all you can ask for, really. It's frankly what all you can ask for is a chance to go out and make your dreams come true. Obviously, it's there's a longer shot for that. But man, the way BYU baseball has been swinging the bats and really having some nice performances on the mound, nothing is out of the realm of possibility right now for the Bat-Cats. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. A huge thank you once again for making us your first listen today. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search out Locked On Cougars. I want to do a uh, listener mailbag edition tomorrow. If you guys got questions, please send them in. You also can email, uh, email me, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address, and also Feel free to reach out via Twitter on my personal Twitter feed. That's Jacob C. Hatch. Would love nothing more than to hear from you guys. Get your thoughts on all things going on with the podcast. And I promised this last week. Let me grab it real quick. Hold on for just a second here. I'm going to turn around and grab this. All right. You guys see this right here? So there's this hat right here. And then I've got this nice little pullover right here. It's kind of a, it's more of a winter weather deal, but i I'm giving this stuff away. So the way we're going to do this, and the reason reason I'm doing the giveaway is we've hit 500 plus subscribers on YouTube. So thank you, first off, for all your guys' support on YouTube. And then any of you who are listening to this on the regular podcast feeds, you're eligible to win as well. But what we are going to do is we need you guys to email us. So the email address is lockedonbyu at gmail.com First off, I want your background. Who you are, why you're a BYU fan. Just tell me who you are. And then second thing, I need some screenshots from you guys. I need you to screenshot that you guys have subscribed to Locked On Cougars on YouTube first off. So you have to. That's the one thing you absolutely have to do. You have to be subscribed to Locked On Cougars on YouTube. And then I want you guys to show that you're subscribed to us on social media in some form or fashion, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, just make sure you're following one of them. Send us a screenshot that you're subscribed to that. Once again, email all that information, who you are, why you're a BYU fan, and then showing that you are subscribed to you. YouTube's locked on Cougars channel, as well as making sure you're subscribed to at least one of the social media channels. Once you do all that, you are entered to win one of those two items. I'll let you pick the hat or the pullover, whichever one you want. We'll get it sent off to you guys and we'll celebrate a little bit. That's what we're going to do. We'll do more giveaways like this. We get a little closer. We're ultimately shooting for a thousand subscribers. It's kind of our benchmark is where we want to be because guess what? That's when YouTube monetizes this channel. Yeah, I'm in it for the money. We, uh, to be very frank up front, but we're going to make it worth your guys' while as well. So really simple. Email lockedonbyu at gmail.com with who you are, why you're a BYU fan, and like I said, the screenshot of you being subscribed to Locked On Cougars on YouTube. And by the way, even if you don't have any interest in watching it on YouTube, you want to continue to listen to it via the regular podcast method, Just subscribe. That's all I ask. And then show that you are subscribed or following the show on social media in some form or fashion. Once you do that, you are entered to win. Uh, We'll probably announce the winner this Friday, I guess. So we have a week to get it done. So get on it, send that in, on BYU at gmail.com. And once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Want to encourage you guys now to make your second listen, our friends over at Locked On Big 12. Get caught up on everything going on in Big 12. Play with Josh Neighbors. at 30 minutes or less. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. But until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 23rd, 2022. And we will catch you guys manana.